Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. As you may have gathered from the title, today we will be talking about right to repair. Again. And no, we still can get Lewis Rossman to come on the show and talk to us about it. He's kind of, um, what's the word for it? Given up on New York, so he probably doesn't want to see us. Now, since it's been a while, or in case this is your first time here, I am Art. I'm the cute one. And Jade, you are? Oh gosh, I guess I'm the smart one. Yeah. Our social media is a bit of a mess right now, but the two things that have remained constant is that you can find us at our Instagram, which is at Tech Thoughts Podcast. Uh, information about the show will be there. Uh, whenever we post a new episode, it'll be there. Um, and you can also check out our website, which is Jade. Techthoughts.gay. That is dot G-A-Y, in case you thought you misheard me. Yep. Uh, and now let's get into today's topic. Yeah, so we spent, you know, a fair amount of episodes ranting about right to repair. For those of you who have not been with us this whole time, or are living under a rock, um, right to repair is the concept that you, the owner of your device, or electronic, or, you know, walking refrigerator, um, are allowed to repair those things without voiding the warranty, and with easy access to the parts and information you need. We've been doing this for a while, and at this point, right to repair is very much a mainstream movement. We've spoken about Framework, the laptop manufacturer that is basically made in the image of Right to Repair. All of their parts are easily accessible, you can upgrade your devices with parts they offer, it's pretty great. Um, and it seems to have caused a fair amount of big, high-profile companies to rethink their strategies on dumping Elmer's glue on your phone and saying, no, you can't take this apart, actually. Yeah, so Google and Samsung have started offering their own parts on iFixit, uh, and tech granddaddy Microsoft funded an entire independent right-to-repair study for the positives and its environmental effects, and is also offering parts for their Surface lineup on iFixit. Even Apple has started their own self-service repair program, providing the parts and tools needed to consumers. Hell might have actually frozen over. Large laptop manufacturer HP is also sort of getting in on this, I believe, um... One well, is Tech Tips, a YouTube uh, tech channel. I love how we're introducing channel. him as if we don't just as I as know. if half of our season one episodes are in us going, "Hey, Linus," as if we're like personal buddies. Linus, pal, buddy, chum. <laughs> Even other manufacturers of laptops, such as HP, are getting in on the game. Um, this year, as in 2022, not 2023, with their Elite Book series, which was the first of their laptops to be completely serviceable with one kind of screwdriver um, and have parts that come out pretty easy. We uh, There was a video from Linus Tech Tips, if you want to check that out, um, called My Investment is in Trouble. Even Valve, a uh, new time mobile computing manufacturer, old time Steam game client manufacturer, I guess, has been getting in on the game too. The Steam Deck, a handheld gaming device released in 2022, is fully repairable. Uh, it can be disassembled with a single type of screwdriver, a Phillips head. Um, all of the parts inside of it are modular, so if something breaks, you take out just the part that is broken. So a joystick is bad, just replace the joystick, no problem. Now we can talk about how well all of these things were executed for days. Apple's entire method is horseshit and designed to not make you actually want to repair your devices. But that is an opinion, but like, I think I'm correct. Instead, we're here to talk about something far more important. The legal 
side of things. Now, obviously, here's the part where we have to give the requisite disclaimer that I'm not a lawyer. Neither of us are lawyers. Law oh, I'm not, not a lawyer. Our, law is not our uh, field of uh, practice. Uh, but we have done research about this. Uh, and all of our sources and uh, links to everything that we talk about will be available on our website so that you can call us out on our bullshit if we're wrong. Uh, but basically, the gist of all of this is that the aforementioned companies did not do this stuff out of the kindness of their hearts. Companies don't have hearts, after all. Uh, there are multiple factors. Sure, Framework put pressure on laptop manufacturers like Microsoft, HP, and so on. Uh, but in addition to that, in 2019, 20 states in the U.S. began considering right-to-repair legislation, likely due to mounting pressure from an increasingly educated about this public and efforts from people like Louis Rossman, who every time I read his name, I want to call him Louis Rossman. <laughs> the Rossman Slugger. Sorry. Um, for those not in the know, Mr. Rossman is the head of Rossman Repair Group, known for their independent MacBook repairs and a lively YouTube channel. He spent his time testifying in right-to-repair hearings and proceedings in multiple states, including Boston, Maine, Washington, and Nebraska, and was part of a CBC, meaning Canadian Broadcast, uh, sorry, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, expose on Apple's predatory repair practices. And, of course... There is also President Joe Biden's executive order, made in 2021, executive order 14036, better known as 14,036, but I don't like saying it like that, um, which included a mention for working on a solution to, quote, unfair, anti-competitive restrictions on third-party repair or self-repair of items. Now, with all of that legal pressure, these companies might have seen the writing on the wall and just decided to go ahead and make some changes to accommodate ahead of time. And then, in December 2022, New York finally passed the first right-to-repair bill in the United States. Now, hold on. All of this sounds pretty great. So why is this episode titled the way it is? Yeah, there's a gotcha. Yeah, so while this law was passed and signed in New York... It was already fairly useless, as it had some glaring exclusions. For example, there is a specific section that makes this law um, non-applicable to, quote, OEMs or authorized repair providers um, to provide parts, documentation, tools for medical devices. You know, one of the big reasons Bright to Repair got such a big push, because ventilators couldn't get fixed. Motor vehicles and motor vehicle equipment. Rude. Off-road equipment including, but not limited to, farm and utility, industrial, construction, and mining equipment. A gigantic kick in the pants for anyone with a John Deere tractor. Again, one of the things we've talked about in the past, and one of the reasons this movement has had so much mainstream traction. No pun intended that time. And to top it off, New York Governor Hochul's gutted the bill with a true last-minute amendment, uh, and I signed it and added these provisions short of amendment. Um, this is a quote from her memo that was approving the bill. Um, eliminating the bill's original requirements calling for original equipment manufacturers to provide to the public any passwords, security codes, or materials to override security features and allows for original equipment manufacturers to provide assemblies of parts rather than individual components when the risk of improper installation heightens the risk of injury. Now, I'm sure you can see the issue or hear it. Um, since you can't actually see it. So let's break it down. Regarding the former part, 
If a device needs a special code to unlock features, such as, say, uh, when you replace an iPhone screen and need to unlock True Tone, that's not covered by this bill anymore. And for the latter part, assemblies of parts, if there's a chance of injury? My friends, if I can cut myself shaving, I can cut myself playing with tiny metal parts. This just means that a manufacturer can offer you, instead of a screen for, say, $80, can say, okay, this screen glued to the battery, it's glued to the motherboard, you're gonna have that for $500, which suddenly makes the idea of repairing your device kind of worthless. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, also, suddenly, this also only applies to equipment being sold for the first time on or after July 1st, 2023, with nothing grandfathered in. But how the hell did this happen? Well, if you're asking that, don't look into politics. It hurts. You see, these changes that were brought in... Okay, there we go. Um, you see, these changes that were brought in are the same as trade organization TechNet's proposals. They're made of Apple, Google, Samsung, HP, and more. Conflict of interest? No, yeah, okay, I guess businesses are people, after all. Uh, and Hochul has been contacted numerous times in that year by Apple, IBM, and, well, TechNet, asking her to veto the bill. And when that didn't happen, TechNet sent her the trimmed-down garbage version with nearly all of those changes. Kathy Hochul was brought out by Big Tech, and it's pathetic. Maybe pathetic is a strong word. I think a better word is spineless. Those or are synonyms, but fair enough. <laughs> okay, hold on. First, we claim no accuracy to our claims only, so the governor can't sue us. But we do claim more accuracy based on the amount of information here that can be backed by the facts that we have linked in our website description. Anyway. The governor, I don't think the governor is going to fucking sue us. If the governor, the, the, the governor wants to fucking sue us, she can fucking fight me. The fact that we can continually have our politicians bought out by the interests of big tech? Infuriating. And worse yet, this doesn't even seem to be a bought out thing as much as a... On paper, it looks like Google poked Kathy Hochul with a stick over and over again and said, Please, will you veto the bill? Please, will you make it easier for us to be a monopoly? And she's just like, okay, I guess. I think, yeah, so I think one of the big problems with this is that a lot of legislators don't really understand the things that they're making laws about, which makes it very easy for them to get manipulated by big companies. And honestly, manipulated is kind of generous because that makes it sound like the legislators are well-meaning. I often, I also think sometimes they just don't care. I'm not saying that that's what's happening in this case in particular. I don't know Kathy Ocho personally. I can't tell you how much she cares about technology, but she's 64. So like, come on. Um, Based, I will say, based on her not just vetoing the bill when initially asked, I don't think her intentions were intentionally malicious at the minimum. Yeah, but I do think that oftentimes politicians will do things in sort of the most incremental ways possible. Um, there's sort of this very big mentality of like, we'll pass a little thing to get our foot in the door and then bigger things will be able to get passed in the, tra in the traction of that little thing. And I just don't know how often that actually plays out uh, in this country. I feel like oftentimes little things will get passed and because they're so little, they're very easy to ignore or undo. Yes, I can't disagree. This is an egregious case considering this bill had um, bipartisan support here in New York. It's not a thing where like opposition leaders 
were arguing with her about, mm-hmm. you know, this needs to be watered down for the for like the good of showing relations with our party. This was just big tech, which is yeah. why it's so egregious. This is worse than regular politics, where you can almost see a thread of it making sense. Not like, I agree with this bill, but I see how we got here. This just sort of feels like she slipped on a banana peel and said, nah, man. Look, I'm not going to go into a whole spiel about how I think lobbying is bad, because frankly, it's not my lane. I don't know enough about lobbying to explain why it's bad, but like... If you if you if you look at everything we just told you and think, ah, yes, this is how the legal system should work, I, I just I, I do implore you to reconsider. <laughs> with the, with this new knowledge that you all now have, I hope you know how to direct these complaints to your state senators if you agree with us that this is kind of ridiculous. And if you are in a state that is still considering right to repair legislation, make sure that this doesn't happen to you. But unlike that legislation, the clock comes for us all. And that's all the time we have for you guys today. The clock comes for us all. But uh, we hope that this episode was informative. uh, And thank you for joining us for this little special episode. We will be back with season five at a moment in the future. We're working on it, we promise. It'll be done when it's done. We're very busy people. We have very busy lives. You know what else would come for us all? The 40-hour work week and grad school. Uh, But anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, As I said at the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in seeing more of our content, you can check out our Instagram at TechThoughtsPodcast or our website, which is Jay. TechThoughts.gay. That is G-A-Y, not G-A-E. And yes, that is a real domain that we are paying for. We will see See you guys guys around. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.